Welcome to Joy Field and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only help you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you've always wanted to be. In this episode, I share a story of helping my son, Matt, get back to joy from shame using the four R's from four keys to parent fearlessly. Then I take it one step further and reaffirm his resilience by reflecting with him so as to shape how he engages the future. Hope you enjoy. Hi there. So today I want to share a back to joy from shame story, but I also want to share how we debriefed it with our 11 year old son. So it's super fun as the kids get older. Uh, Not only do we live these experiences, but then we get to reflect on the experiences we're having. And in doing that, it trains the child to be able to own these skills themselves, right? To be able to activate these skills whenever they need them, even though I'm not around. So it's one of the most exciting moments in parenting for me. And today, what happened was this morning before school, my son decided he wanted to go fly his drone. So he's outside flying his drone on the patio where he shouldn't be flying it because there's lots of trees and he gets stuck in a tree, right? So he comes in, he's really upset. I mean, you can tell he is devastated. He's about to start crying. Uh, You can see the emotion welling up in him. And he tells me that it's stuck in the tree. And so thankfully I remembered where the light pole was, the extension light pole in our utility room. So I grab it and I'm like, it's okay, we can get this out. I'm a little frustrated, but I'm okay overall, right? So we get the we get the drone out. I hand him the drone and I say, you know, maybe you should fly it in the front yard. So he goes to the front yard and he's flying it out there when all of a sudden he comes in the house crying his eyes out. And he says, I got it stuck in a tree again. Now, of course, I probably sighed and you could see on my face this expression like, I can't believe you did this again. So I'm sure that my nonverbals communicated to my son what kind of idiot gets a drone stuck twice in a tree, okay? (laughs) Because I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. And that is probably what I was feeling inside of myself, right? Now, on I know that my son's not an idiot and that he's a wonderful child, but the nonverbal that I gave him probably was that. And given my child's very sensitive to shame anyway. So he was already feeling those things, which we'll talk about later in the debrief. But at this moment, this is all I knew that was happening. So I take a deep breath to try to stay relational myself so I don't say anything that would hurt him. I go and I get the light pole again and I go outside and I have to climb a ledge to get up on this ledge to get high enough to where this tree is. So it's it's kind of a dangerous situation for me, (laughs) but I'm working to try to get this drone out of the tree. Now, mind you, it's not wanting to come out. It is fighting freedom. (laughs) It is so stuck. So the, the more I try, the more frustrated I'm becoming. And my son is down on the ground making lots of noises because as he can see me get frustrated, he feels more shame, right? And I realize this is happening. So I look at him at one point, I say, Matt, I'm not frustrated with you. I want you to know that I am not frustrated with you. I'm frustrated with myself not being able to get this out of the tree, right? So I tried to reframe it for him so that he wouldn't be absorbing all of my energy, but I could tell this is not going anywhere. He cannot separate himself from my feelings. 
which is very normal because he is a nine on the Enneagram, we think. And so he has this way of uh, absorbing all the emotion. He's an empath, right? And a highly sensitive child. So he's just absorbing all of that. Plus it's on himself too. So at any rate, at some point I, um, I asked him to go inside um, because he was actually trying to manipulate the drone with the controller, which was obviously causing more problems for me. So I said, please just go inside and I will, I will finish this in my frustration. So he leaves, he goes inside, I get the drone out and I go in and I can tell he has been crying the whole time. He is in complete emotional overwhelm. So I, um, I actually work the, the R's in my book, um, Fearless Parenting. I recognize that feelings are here for me too, as well as him. I take some deep breaths. Uh, so I recognize that I get relational. I did, I actually did my tapping. Uh, if you don't know what any of this stuff is, then you'll have to read the book, but I did my tapping exercises. I took some deep breaths. So I connected relationally to myself and to God recognizing I wasn't alone in this. And I, I asked God, please guide me and how to approach Matt in a way that's going to be redemptive, restorative, and helpful right now instead of harmful. So after a few breaths, I thought, okay, we can do this. I got my coffee as well. And it was warming my hands, which brought me back to myself. <laughs> I go and I sit down and I mean, he's just devastated, just devastated. So I asked him, you know, can you tell me how you're feeling a little bit of how you're feeling? How did that feel for you? And he immediately said, I felt like I'm an idiot. I'm a bad person because I got it stuck twice in the tree. What kind of person does that? And my heart just sank, right? But I know that lie. I've had those lies before too. And I, I held back the temptation to just tell him the truth. And the reason I held back that temptation is because when he hears the truth from me, it goes into his left side of his brain, which is not where he experiences truth. And it's not quite as helpful as when you can experience truth. So I held back on that and I asked God to guide me. And I, I had the idea that, you know, if we can work those R's and take him or let him recognize that the shame is here, let him go to an appreciation memory where he can realize he wasn't alone when that happened and then receive truth from Jesus, receive Jesus himself, and then create a new reality in his world. So that's exactly what we did. So I asked him, I said, Matt, I'm wondering how you felt right before it got caught in the tree and his face lit up and the tears stopped. And he was like, Oh mom, it was so high. It was so cool. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, why don't you close your eyes and hold on to that feeling? Picture yourself right out there in the yard, right? Where were you? Where were you facing? How high was it? And he described the whole scene to me. And I asked him, okay, look around and ask Jesus where he was. And he says, oh, he's right next to me. I said, really? I said, well, what's he saying? He said, mama, he's saying, fly it higher, fly it higher. You can do it. Go for it. <laughs> And he was so excited. And I said, really? He said, yeah. And I said, what happened next? He said, well, then I flew it higher and it got turned around. And no, I, I tr kept trying and trying and trying on the controls and there was nothing I could do. And it went right into the tree. And I said, okay, stay with that and look at Jesus now. He's right there next to you in your imagination, in your memory. Turn around and look at him now and tell him how you're feeling and ask him how he feels about you. And Matt looks at him in his imagination. I can tell he's doing the work and he's telling Jesus, I feel like a failure, I feel like an idiot. I'm a bad person because what kind of person does this? 
And he says, he's glad to be with me. He's so glad to be with me, mommy. And you know what? I said, what? He says, he's telling me that it's not my fault. I mean, yeah, I did it and I need to learn from it. He said, but he's telling me that even a pro drone flyer might have made that same mistake, that it's not because I'm bad or because I'm stupid that that happened. It just happened. And it was hard. It was really hard uh, what I was trying to do. And I just, it just didn't work. Right. And I said, wow. I said, um, well, how does that make you feel? And he just, he smiles all over. And he takes a deep breath and he just says, it feels great, mom. It feels great. I feel wonderful. I'm happy. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's amazing, son. So that was the story. And then we got ready for school. We got in the car and we're heading to school. And I re remembered, right? I need to, I need to, in, in, the, in the book of Fearless Parenting, I go through how to do this with your children. And the last R, Matt created a new reality for himself right then. The last R for us is so in the last R of the book, Fearless Parenting, I talk about reaffirming their resilience through reflection. So reflecting on what happened, not just experiencing what we did this morning is going to really impact his life, but reflecting on what we experienced with him. That's how I call forth his identity and how I call forth his responsibility to take responsibility for himself. So there we were driving to school and I'm thinking about these R's, I'm thinking about this step of how do I reaffirm his resilience through reflecting with him. So I ask, Matt, I want you to tell me what happened today. Tell me the story of what happened. And he, he taught, he said, well, I uh, cause effect, cause effect, disaster. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Walk me through the story. And so he tells me the story. I got my drone stuck twice. I was overwhelmed. I felt bad inside. You got my drone out. And then we found Jesus and Jesus made it all better and told me that I wasn't stupid at all. Um, and that I, anybody would have made that same mistake and that um, I was flying high and I was taking risks. And so he was super excited as he told the story. And I said, okay, let's stop for a minute. I want you to tell me how we found Jesus. What did we do? And he said, well, um, you helped me find him in the memory. And I said, well, where did we find it? And he said, in the, in the appreciation part, in the part that was good good. So we always work through appreciation. And then I said, and then what did we ask Jesus? And he said, well, we asked Jesus how he felt about me. Yes. Because you were feeling terrible about yourself, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. So that helped. Then what did we ask? Well, then you asked him what he wanted. I asked him what he wanted me to know about these lies that I was believing about myself or about the way I was feeling about myself. And that's where the, the powerful truth entered in. And I said, well, how did, and how did you feel after the truth? And he's like, oh man, I felt so happy. I feel great. I'm ready to take on the day. And I said, that's beautiful, Matt, man. So in the future, if you're at school or if you're away from mommy and you need to get back to joy like that from a hard emotion, it sounds like you know how to do that. And he said, yeah, I think I do, mom. I said, yes. It's like us to find Jesus when we need him. It's like us when we feel flooded and overwhelmed to go to appreciation and find him, right? So there I was calling forth his identity in Christ and his own responsibility for not overwhelming others with his emotions, but really centering himself and finding Christ and letting Christ rule in his life by, by being with him in these emotions, by reframing uh, what's happening and, and letting him receive 
the truth of Jesus Christ, as well as the truth that Jesus has to offer his perspective. It's that relational component that's so precious. Um, so I prayed for my son and I let him go off to middle school today, knowing that he has the skills and tools that he needs to find Christ if he needs him in any given moment of the day. All right, that's back to joy from shame today. I hope that not only inspires you, but gives you some concrete steps to living joy-fueled and Jesus-led. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy-Fueled and Jesus-Led. Recognizing fear or shame is active and realizing you're not alone, receiving truth and responding by co-creating new realities are all essential pieces to parenting joy-filled and Jesus-led. In the next season, I'll be taking some of my listeners through these four S's so that you can see how the process works in real time. Until then, Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly is filled with stories like this one if you want more on how to live this out in your family context. Until next time.